This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Americans have been completely used, abused, and taken advantage of. The migrant standoff in New York City has turned ugly as activists, migrants move against the media, literally uh, trying to make reporters' jobs more difficult covering this. It's amazing, uh, uh, fleeing political uh, persecution, but you know how to engage in tactics to disrupt the American uh, media. Very, very interesting. So the ongoing migrant standoff at a Manhattan hotel continues as it turned ugly Wednesday after a group of about 10 outside activists used open umbrellas, opened umbrellas to prevent the news media from documenting the scene. Guess what? Mayor Adams' uh, approval ratings are down at just 37%, 37%. You already know, folks, this is according to a Quinnipiac University poll. You already know what the bottom line is. New Yorkers are dissatisfied with how he is handling crime in the Big Apple. Frankly, we don't need a poll to tell us that. As it relates to Congressman George Santos, he vows to stop lying, saying he has learned his lesson, but it may be a bit uh, too late as FBI agents are investigating his role. I told you a few weeks ago, and uh, we see your telephone calls coming in. We're about to go to them, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I told you a few weeks ago, about his uh, alleged involvement in a GoFundMe scam involving a disabled U.S. Navy veteran and the veteran's dying service dog. And apparently Santos opened up a GoFundMe account for the dog to have surgery, raised the money, collected the money, and then vanished with the money, according to this veteran, according to two veterans as it uh, relates to this. And so two agents, two FBI agents, contacted uh, this former uh, 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 service member and veteran on behalf of the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Eastern District of New York. On behalf of the Eastern District of New York. Vice President Kamala Harris mourns Tyree Nichols 
at his funeral and calls for police reform. He should be safe, should have been safe. This is what she said. And this all is happening as now there is a greater scrutiny, a greater scrutiny of specialized police units that target guns in high crime areas. But have we not learned our lesson? Have we not learned our lesson? Yes, it sounds good. Scorpion unit is gone, no more. Street crimes unit, gone, no more. What happens immediately after these units are gone? Have we not learned our lesson? We need these units. We have to have these units. And, and okay, they, they, they should be uh, greater supervised. But we need these units in order to keep our city state. What do you think is going to happen in Memphis as soon as this funeral and all all of the events surrounding this are over? What do you think is going to happen in Memphis, Tennessee? It's going to go right back to the old days where the criminals will control the streets and the communities And just look at New York, for example. Look at New York, for example. Street crimes unit gone. We still haven't recovered. We still haven't recovered. And it's been downhill since we lost the street crimes unit in New York. So we we have a lot on our table this morning. And um, I I see uh, all of your calls. But before we get to your calls... I want you to listen to Kamala Harris at the uh, funeral of Tyree Nichols just a few hours ago. Mothers around the world, when their babies are born, pray to God when they hold that child, that body and that life will be safe for the rest of his life. Yet we have a mother and a father who mourn the life of a young man who should be here today. They have a grandson who now does not have a father. His brothers and sister will lose the love of growing old with their baby brother. And when we look at this situation... This is a family that lost their son and their brother through an act of violence at the hands and the feet of people who had been charged with keeping them safe. I still don't know if it was appropriate for the vice president of the United States to be at this funeral. Let's start with your telephone calls uh, from the migrant issue to Mayor Adams' uh, low poll numbers, to the funeral for Tyree Nichols. The migrant situation is completely out of control. Completely out of control. What is there to negotiate? What is there to bargain? Apparently, the city says all the single men have been removed 
it should not have come to this. It should not have been 48 hours of basically negotiating with people that are in the country illegally that we are all paying for. At the end of the day, that is the bottom line. And just like at Randall's Island, and I knew they were not going to go to the shelter because they don't want to go to the shelter. They want to live, or uh, you know, the, the good life, courtesy of you and I, courtesy of you and I. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin this morning with Linda in Brooklyn. Good morning, Linda. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good I'm morning. calling about the migraines. I have to go to a concert at at uh, Carnegie Hall, and uh, I just hope they don't be in that area when I have to go there. It's just disgusting that, you know, they think they can get anything for free. Mm-hmm. They don't have no showers. They don't have no bathrooms. They claim that it's, it's outside. So go back where you come from. Thank you. They think, yeah, they think they're in jail. You know, you know, I pay my taxes. I worked. So why should I have to put up with this? So wait, you know, so wait, Linda, uh, wait, uh, help me here. Uh, do the migrants pay taxes? No. Do they, I'm saying do, I pay l- my l- taxes. No, no, I got it, Linda. Do, 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 they, do they pay anything? No. It's just no. give me, give me, give me. Right. And those activists is, is just as bad as, as the uh, migraines. You know, they took them over there yesterday to look at it. Then you go back to listen to the news, and they talking about, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go back there. You know, so you know that man that that uh, uh, put water on that lady. They may have to do that to those migraines if they don't want to get near near that hotel. They don't get don't want to get away from that hotel. Well, well, we we hope that doesn't happen. But 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 I can understand the frustration uh, of that San Francisco uh, businessman. He's he's been criminally charged for spraying the uh, homeless woman with water. Linda, we thank you for the call, and I completely understand your frustration. You and I are in, are, are in the same boat, because to be honest with you, I don't even want to see them. That's how disgusted I am, because the bottom line, and folks, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that these people coming over the border into our country, they're not seeking uh, uh, political persecution. Give me a break. It's called getting over. It's called abusing others. It's called getting something and paying nothing. It's called getting something for free. I don't believe what the Biden administration is doing. And this is why I have said that Trump is was a better president than Biden. Oh, oh, I don't like the way Trump tweets. Well, did you have to pay $2 billion for a migrant crisis that was man-made? That was man-made. Oh, oh, Trump called the lady a horse face. Well, did you have to pay $2 million to... Wait, two million? Yes, that's the number that Mayor Adams has used. Uh, two billion, two billion, two billion, two billion. I thought the number sounded a bit low. But all of this for what? For what? Let's go to Morty. Morty in New Jersey. Good morning, Morty. What's on your mind? Dominic, thanks for taking my call. Always good to talk with you. How are you? I'm well, thank you, and I hope you and your family are doing well. Uh, dad's going in for surgery soon, but I will tell him that you said, uh, speed of recovery. I appreciate yes, that. Thank and, you. and fingers are crossed um, that everything is going to work out for your dad. Thank you. Thank you, Dominic. What I wanted to say was, um, I actually had a really quick question before I made a comment. Do you know that, uh, do you know if Kamala Harris uh, like spoke with the family and said, like, do you mind if we talk or 
you know, do you mind if I make a speech? Do you know if any of that took place or uh, did you just kind of uh, uh, walk your uh, way up there? Having, having been close to these types of situations in the past, uh, we do know that um, – that the vice president spoke to the family for 30 minutes uh, prior to the funeral. And apparently she was not scheduled to speak, but uh, Reverend Sharpton invited her up. I I don't buy that. I think that, that he may have tipped her off that he wanted her to speak for a couple of, uh, a couple of minutes, but to to be honest with you, Morty, um, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of like uh and I don't want to be inappropriate with this analogy, but it's more or less like, you know, yeah, you know, like, yes, I guess you could bring this person to the party. But like, you know, not if they're going to make, you know, not if they're going to make a whole bunch of speeches and they turn out coming and they make a whole bunch of speeches. It's like I think it's totally inappropriate. I just think it's inappropriate um, with the, uh, you know, with the political garbage that she spewed out at the funeral. It's like it's a funeral. Let the people mourn. Well, you know, let them it, mourn. A, a problem that I had with it, Morty, is that. She sounded like a reverend. I, she didn't, to me, she didn't sound like the vice president of the United States. She got up there and was preaching uh, in the moment. And I, I just don't know if that's uh, appropriate for the, uh, for the vice president of the United States to uh, actually do. Morty, we thank you for your telephone call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Robert Robert in Manhattan, good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Uh, I called yesterday, and I was on hold for a half hour, and your, your show ran out, and they hung up on me. I'm calling because of David. Uh, David is eligible for Medicare and Medicaid, which would pay for all of his expenses. Okay, well, Robert, um, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't uh, talked to uh, David. You're referring to David that called the other day from the Bronx. And uh, yeah. th- there was a GoFundMe page that had raised almost $1,000 for him, but I haven't been able to find it tonight. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's Matt there. Blaise, it's, it's there? It's over 1000 It's a little over 1000 Can you now. check it right now? Because I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't find it. I did. It, it was at uh, like $1,079. When, when, okay. When like I, five minutes ago. Like five minutes ago. Yeah. So it's still there. Yes. So why couldn't I find it? I put in a search and it didn't. David from the Bronx. Yeah, right? it's there with the with the picture of the dog that looks like Spuds McKenzie. Right, right. What's <laughs> I, that? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. But so, yeah, it is there. So it's raised $1,000 yes. in less than 24 hours. Yes. Okay, so that's a good thing. What about the money for Medicaid and Medicare? Isn't that covering the expenses that's being used by people to raise money for him? Well, I don't know, uh, Robert, uh, if if David is receiving uh, Medicaid or or, uh, what else did you say, Medicaid or what? Medicare. Or Medicare. I don't know what his personal situation is. And I and frankly, I don't see how that really. What, what are you really saying? I don't see how that. What does that have to do with anything? That it, there's no need to, to raise money if if it, it's so, covered. So, so you just don't want people to give him money. That's the bottom line. No, I, I want I want him to be taken care of. You want and him to be taken care Medicare of. And Medica- okay. Medicare and Medicaid pay for it. Okay. What's the need to raise money? Well, because the man said that that he was going through a very tough time, and it's a matter of either his medication or food or paying his rent. Robert, I, I'm not really following the call, but thank you, thank you very much for uh, for uh, giving us a call. Let's go to Roger in Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Yes, thank you. Can you hear me? Okay. Loud and clear. Okay. All right. Thank you. I like to draw a contrast 
between the behavior of the migrants in New York versus the, um, the Afghanis who were hanging, risking their life, hanging off of the aircraft landing gear uh, uh, August of 2020, trying to flee, flee for their lives out of Afghanistan. I'm willing to bet that they would not be behaving this way if they were here, if they were brought into the U.S. And I'd like to remind everybody that our State Department actively hindered all of these civilian uh, uh, um, rescue planes that went in there after our military pulled out. Uh, and um, hindered, oh, you can't come here, don't bring them here, don't bring them there, don't bring them here, don't bring them there. Our State Department hindered them, but they opened up the door for the uh, socialist communist countries from South America to just come right on up. And uh, I think there's a vast, there'll be a vast difference between the two uh, attitudes. Uh, the, the, the other Afghanis were real um, uh, uh, refugees. Um, I, 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 I understand your point, what the point you're, you, you're, you're making here, Roger. Um, I, I just think it's despicable what these migrants are doing. And the ones that uh, would not go to the shelter should be turned over to ICE or the immigration officials and, and shown the door, thrown out the country immediately. Thank you for the call, Roger. Uh, and, 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 and I know that the city of New York does not control this, but I would hope that the city has learned, stop welcoming them, welcoming them here. Stop doing it. All you're doing is making the problem go from five up to a hundred. They're going to keep coming because at the end of the day, and I'm going to say it, folks, I'm going to say it. It's not politically correct, but at the end of the day, they're get over artists. And that's what they're doing at your expense and my expense. John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? I understand that it was either Yesterday or the day before, the police were able to tear down a shanty town in Stuyvesant yes, yes, town yes. very, very quickly. I don't know why. No, not quickly, have... not quickly, not quickly. It lasted. It's just being reported. It was uh, taken down Wednesday, but it was there for quite some time. But go ahead, John. Right, but they were able to do it in a rapid manner when they finally did do it. I don't know why they couldn't have done the same to the encampment next to the hotel and just bust all those male uh, guests, and I put guests in quotation marks, off to Brooklyn, whether they wanted to go or not. John, you already know why. Oh, I know why. It it all stems from the Black Lives Matter movement where, you know, officials on the left are, oh, no, we embrace everyone, kumbaya, Everyone, it doesn't matter. The taxpayers are paying for it. You know why, John. Right. And but still, it shouldn't have taken 48 hours. If they've all been removed by now, it shouldn't have taken 48 hours of negotiation. They should have been gone within 12 hours. Yes. And and, and this is why I praise former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, John, because I, I believe with all my heart, <laughs> Giuliani, uh, having covered him now, now you know he, he, he's uh, several years removed from City Hall. But imagine—thank right. you for the call, John. Imagine the migrants telling Mayor Giuliani, "Oh no, we're not going. 
to the shelter. Who are you? I mean, when you think about it, it just it just makes your blood boil. But our officials, our officials have us in this situation. Let's go to Melvin in the Bronx. Good morning, Melvin. What's on your mind? Uh, the vice president at the funeral this afternoon is always very interested about how people want to get around and tell other people how to moan and groan, how to grieve. You want somebody to come and tell your family how to grieve, who to invite to uh, talk to you. And also, once again, jumping the hoops at the Reverend Al Shaw, he's an ordained Reverend. He was put there for a reason. If you don't believe that, what happened July 4th, 1776? Wait, 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 wait. Melvin, Melvin. I try to cut you a break and put you on. Please spare me the history lessons. I'm not interested in your version of the history lessons. I'm giving you I'm giving you a break, Melvin, to make your point. Make your point and please avoid the history lessons. We are living in history right now. The United States of North America, when the royal man said my ancestors were three-fifths of the person that had no rights and need to be respected. See, that is exactly the problem. That is exactly the problem. Stop playing the race card. Stop playing the race card. Are you going to play the race card until the day you die? Are you going to play the race card until the day you die? Get up and go do something with your life. Make something of yourself. Make sure your kids go to school. Melvin, Melvin. Melvin, you are done. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call, Melvin. Give me a. I'm sick of the race card, and I'm saying this as a black man. Give me a break. How long are you going to run that game? How long? You can get an education in this country. You can get taken care of in this country. Look at the migrants. You can get welfare. You can get food stamps. You can go to college. You can do anything in this country. Stop whining about race. I'm sick of it. It's nothing but a crutch. And this is why I try my best not to discuss it. I try my best. I I call myself giving giving Melvin a shot to make his point. I already know in advance what he's going to say. But I, I'm not big, so so that everyone can follow me, I'm not big on when people call giving a history lesson because, one, that's your interpretation of, uh, of history. And I'm just, I'm just so sick and tired. When you focus on race, it becomes a crutch. And it holds you back. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. They won't let me do this. They won't let. You know what, folks? Let me regroup. We see all the calls. And uh, when we come back, when we come back, we're going to Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island, New Jersey, Long Island City, and more of your telephone calls when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, 
to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. I, I really, I really don't like discussing race. I really don't. I really don't because uh, I feel it's been a crutch that has done nothing but hold African Americans back. When, when I left the Throgs Neck projects in the Bronx and went to SUNY Cortland, in Cortland, New York, between Binghamton and uh, Syracuse. There were maybe maybe 30 African-American students out of the entire student body. All I saw were white students. Do you think I said to myself, oh, I'm not going to make it here because of racism? Or do you think I said, keep my eyes on the prize, do what I got to do, work hard and graduate? And by, by doing the latter, I ended up graduating from college in only three years instead of four. I then applied to Syracuse University. They make the Newhouse School makes the best journalists uh, in the world, some of the, certainly some of the most famous journalists in the world. There were no black graduate students when I applied. It took me applying, I think, three times to get into the Newhouse School. But the point is, once once I was able to, I had to fight hard to get in, and once I got in, I was able to excel. I I just I don't understand what's the point of always focusing on race. Just just run your race in life, and make it happen. Make it happen. Obstacles are meant to get around of. Stop whining about race and just as the kids would say do you just do you audrey in brooklyn good morning audrey what's on your mind um good morning i have two things i'm gonna make it quick hopefully the migrants i had their back until i heard that they didn't want to go to the shelter i say you want to stay in the tent it's going to be minus four degrees in a couple of days you're not going inside who the heck you think you are right now it's beyond sensical and you know i was just the men but when i first heard it, i thought it was like really so so that's what you do that's disrespectful anyway and one other thing did, did you hear about the young man 13 years old in dc he was shot he snuck out of the house 4 30 in the morning and they're charging the man um for shooting him because he didn't turn himself in. Now, this young man was 13 years old. His parents said, well, he shouldn't have snuck out the house, but he shouldn't have sat him. What? See, when people say the parents aren't there, parents are there, but we got to sleep too. Sir, but, um, have you heard about that? No, no, I, I, I don't know any details about that, Audrey. I, I apologize for that. So one more time. So the young man snuck out the house at 430 in the morning. Friends. And they were like um, with, with, with his friend. So where, yeah. where where were they going? At what do you believe they were going? Cars. It was in DC. They, they, they were doing what? I, I don't. There was. I guess those converter things are still. Okay. So wait, 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 wait. So you see, that's a game changer right there, Audrey. 
Audrey, Audrey, wait, Audrey. If they're going out at 4.30 in the morning to steal these converter parts from vehicles, that's asking for trouble, right? I know that. But they don't want to let the gentleman that shot him out of jail. They said they're charging him with murder, and I disagree. You okay, but, but so, wait, so, wait, wait, so, so, so wait, Audrey, so the, the kids broke into the man's car? Is Attempted that what you're telling to. me? Attempted to. Attempted to. Two got away in the car they were driving, and they left their buddy behind, so, and he got it. Okay, so it all depends on what type of district attorney they have. The man that's in jail, he may be in jail right now, but he he may, may, may be able to make a strong case that his life was in danger, um, and that's why he took action and fired the weapon. I don't know the details of the case, so I, I do have to look at it. But before I let you go, and and this is one issue where you and I disagree, why were you supporting the migrants? In the, because, see, Audrey, I'm going to be honest with you. As soon as I heard they were coming here, I knew it was a scam from day one. And as I've said consistently on this program, part two of the scam is now the baby-making. They're going to start making babies like there's no tomorrow, like there's no tomorrow, no birth control. Everybody's going to get pregnant and have a baby so that the babies are American citizens. I'm trying to figure out from you, why did you support them in the beginning? Because at first I saw them as asylum seekers. You, wait, 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 you really, you really... Wait, wait, you really saw these scam oh, artists the ones, as... Yeah, the as, ones that were really traveling with their babies and, and their husband. Okay, okay, so wait, so you saw 43,000 people that have settled down in New York alone as, as seeking asylum. You really thought they were seeking asylum? Well, they weren't busting them here by th- th- that time, you know, but now I don't know what the hell they're seeking, but I'm tired. I'm sorry. And so, and was... so, and so all these single males, right? Now think about this. They won't even get out of the hotel for women and children. Wait a minute, it was only for men. No, 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 gonna... no, 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 no. Listen to Audrey, what I'm saying. The Watson Hotel, they're out now, but the city came to them and said, we need you to clear out and go to the Brooklyn Terminal because the women and children are going to have these hotel rooms. These migrants said, no, we're not going to Brooklyn. So, so you can't have it both ways. If you don't get out the room, then the women and children can't have the room. And they said no. So, but Audrey, as always, I I greatly appreciate your calls and thank you for calling in this morning. Mike in Queens, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, hypothetically, I bet if you had a a, a, a five grand in cash given to each one of these migrants to say, listen, here's five grand in cash. They can't come back into the hotel anymore. They'd be gone. We'd save another 5,000 by clearing out the hotel. And first of all, why did they throw these migrants in Midtown? I think it was just all about the media capital of the world. They wanted this big photo op with people sitting in front, and uh, they're poor and they're destitute. There's nothing in the country. I think a lot of these countries say the truth. I don't want to sound too cynical. They probably emptied the jails. Well, the jails dumped well on us. Mike, Mike, maybe maybe you're right. And and then the question becomes, uh, when you're mentioning placement in Manhattan, why would you make it that easy for them? Why would you do yeah, that? And the last thing is, uh, I, I drive a cab on the weekends, and uh, Kennedy Airport has dried up. I mean, you got people, they're not coming into the city to visit as tourists. I mean, they're hearing it in the media about, oh, my God, the crime and the migrants and the garbage and all this stuff. And and uh, I don't think it's as bad as it's being portray- portrayed in the media. But you got a lot of people overseas who would be coming in to get the fire sale in January. They ain't coming in. And I dropped off a few tours at the one of the big hotels you were talking about. And the guy says, what kind of a hotel is this? I said, uh, used to be a good one, but now we got a couple of things going on. So 
thank you, uh, Mayor Adams and Kathy Hochul and Joe Biden for doing zero about this. And we're losing billions of dollars of gross revenue because people are not coming in to visit the city. And, and, uh, and you're, you're, you're correct. You're correct, Mike. You're, you're correct. And I'll, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. So imagine, imagine this scenario. Let's play this out. Under President Trump, do you think these migrants would have said, no, we're not leaving the hotel? Do you think they would have said that? In a million years, <laughs> they would not. The, Af- the, 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 the folks in Afghanistan didn't mess with Trump. Putin didn't really mess with Trump. These migrants would not. It, it's a lack of leadership. They know, they're looking at the White House, they're looking at City Hall, and they're like, as long as we get free things, it's great. And we want to continue to stay in the capital. We want to make this a little community of where, where we're from. And we got to leave? Oh, no. You, you can't tell us. You can't tell us to leave. Let's go to Steve in New Jersey. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Oh, hello. I'm not Steve in New Jersey. Right, I'm New Steve Jersey. Okay, so, so Steve, hold on. Steve in New Jersey. Oh, yes. I was just going to say that the biggest race, uh, Bader, is uh, Joe Biden. Isn't that the guy that said, listen, if you don't vote for me, you're not black? I mean, I think that that's what's going on over here is that these all these forces at large is to really destroy this country. Uh, to really re- reform it, because I'm not a conspiracy, conspiracy uh, type of guy, but when you pl- put all these things together, the border, all, all these people coming across the border anyway, okay, uh, the drugs, the education of, the, of these inner cities are just so poor. You know, when I grew up, we were talking about uh, good things, Martin Luther King. My mom said he was a great man when he, when he, when he had died. I didn't know who he was. I asked my mom, who, who's this guy? And so the point is, we were talking about brotherly love. We were talking about, you know, uh, good things. Now it's just hatred, hatred for the country, hatred for the for for, for uh, the white people, the establishment, uh, capitalism. I think we have a lot of Marxist uh, forces at large. I think that's the only way to explain all this. And I think that's what should be really addressed by the Republican Party, anyone that really loves this country. Well, I, I hear you, Steve, and I and I, I thank you for the call. Something certainly is going terribly, terribly wrong. So from one Steve to another Steve. From Steve in New Jersey, let's go to Steve, Long Island City. Steve, good morning. What's on your mind? How are you doing, Dominic? Great show. Thank you. Great, thank you. Um, great comments and ideas from the listeners, the, the callers, even the ones that get on your nerves. <laughs> um, thank you. I guess first I'm going to talk about the migrants real quick. I actually have three migrants that I'm sponsoring. Um, They're actually the parole thing through the Biden, you know, the 30,000 Haitians and Cubans and stuff like that that are coming in. That's actually different than the migrants that walk across. So I'm going the more legal way that's been open and access to me. Um, A lot of people don't like that, but I thought that was pretty much one of the most fair things on my end that that they can do. Um, the reason for that is because when they come in, you know where they are, you know who they are, you know where they're going, you know where they're staying, and they I have to give them my bank account, my social security number. I'm literally sponsoring and putting my life and name on the line for these people. So that's different than the migrants who just come here and they're just like, we'll just wait until you figure out what you're going to do for me. Fair enough. I think it's completely wrong. Fair enough. Um, in regards to the vice president, I'm glad she actually showed up and did something. 
haven't seen it for a while. Um, it's not bad, but I know I'll probably get into a lot of trouble for this. But I'd actually rather have had had Farrakhan speak than um, Sharpton. Okay, so now, wow, why is that, Steve? Because even though the most anything that anyone ever, a lot of people when they hear Sharpton, they all, I mean, excuse me, Farrakhan. He hates this, he hates that, he hates this, he hates that. Those things that he don't like that he talks about, I kind of really filter it out because I don't like it either. But when he gets on black people, when he talks about the backwardness, the inappropriate behavior, he's the hardest person more than anyone that holds a microphone to them lips. Kids not being taken care of by their parents, running around doing whatever they want. He's very hard on that. Okay, Steve, but let me ask you this, because I'm short on time, but let me ask you this. Isn't that a dangerous, slippery slope? And here's what I mean by this. If, uh, uh, off the top of my head, if David Duke stands up and says, uh, I I hate those people, but then has a message that's 80% positive, you wouldn't want him speaking in public, right? Um, I'll tell you, yes, but it's a slippery slope. But, man, he hits a lot more stronger, and he's a lot more um, on the leaning on the right side. Definitely, he's not a liberal, and he does not okay the behavior and look for um, other people to use as scapegoats for their behavior. He'll say, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all was, you know, descendants of slaves and all that other stuff. If you want to bring that up, but now what are you going to do about it? You don't. Right. And I, he'll say, "I hear you, Steve. Yeah, you you're, gonna... you're saying that that his message. You're saying that his message is about eighty percent positive, and you ignore the other stuff. And I've got to move on, Steve. I do appreciate the call. Okay. What I'm saying is, what I, and thank you, Steve, for the call. What I'm saying is, you can't with Farrakhan. You can't ignore the the other twenty percent. The other twenty percent is disgusting. What he says uh, uh, about 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 uh, Jewish Americans, frankly, that have paid with their lives uh, s- supporting the civil rights movement and 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 what have died in the trenches with African Americans. So I, I hear the point, Steve, that you're making. I just don't agree with it because you can't say what Farrakhan says is 80% positive and ignore the 20% that's bad because, again, David Duke and and everyone else, you know, the same argument could be made. Well, he says 20% that's bad about black people, but 80% is good overall. I mean, that's just, it just just doesn't fly. But I I respect you, Steve, and I thank you for the call. Let's go to Sherry. Sherry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sherry. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm doing well. Go right ahead, please. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I'm just I'm just disgusted with everything. I'm disgusted about the whole migrant situation. I'm disgusted with what happened to that poor man in Memphis. It, it's just terrible. And and personally, I don't think either Harris or Sharpton really should have been given a eulogy. A eulogy should be given by somebody who was either a family member or a close friend. That's just my opinion. Right. Somebody who knew the person. Well, uh, it, it, it's tough because if 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 you've lost a, a a loved one recently and you happen to be a person of color uh the most preeminent 
eulogy comes from Al Sharpton. So it's almost like a badge of honor. I understand that many of us may not agree with that, but remember he delivered the eulogy for Michael Jackson and on and on and on. And so, you know, for the family to ask him to do it, there's just no getting around it. But I, but I do appreciate your call. We are Sherry. Thank you for the call. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have our Carter cares segment and uh, we'll have more of your telephone calls coming up at the top of the hour. Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. When we come back, we're going to Manhattan, Norfolk, Connecticut, Staten Island, New Jersey, and Brooklyn. WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And I say bravo to the NYPD. You can call this tough love. You can call it whatever you want. But the NYPD has squashed a uh, tent city, a homeless camp in which workers cheered and claiming that uh, that the homeless people do a lot of bad, a sprawling, if you will, homeless encampment with nearly a dozen makeshift tents was cleared Wednesday next to the popular Stuyvesant Town restaurant Rosemary's East as uh, workers in the area say about time to get rid of this. So some of the people suffering from uh, mental health and substance abuse problems had set up a nearly a dozen makeshift tents on the sidewalk of First Avenue between East 20th Street and East 21st Street. And, um, you, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's so sad because the dining room of the uh, Italian eatery there overlooks the area settled by the vagrants and, and the people that are there. One of the people, the homeless people said, and I'm quoting here, and this is important, they won't let us stay on the subway. They won't let us stay on the vents. Where do they want us to go? Shelters are no good, said Laurel Madonna Moore, a 31-year-old homeless woman who was booted from the block. I understand that you may feel that the shelters are not safe, but you've got to find a way to get help. It is not fair for you to burden society and the public and think that you have a right, that you have a right to stay on the subways, on vents. Where we want you to go is to go get help, the help that you so desperately need. Bravo, bravo to the NYPD for breaking this up, and and it, it should have been done sooner. And that's the tough love for me today. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Lars in Los Angeles, our friend that set up the GoFundMe page, David from Hi, the Doc. Bronx. Hi, Lars. What's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to give your audience an update. Uh, first of all, I want to thank their generosity. But um, we're just over $1,000. I spoke with David today. He's going to start receiving the money on Friday. But in the meantime, I encourage your audience to go to the GoFundMe page. It's titled David from the Bronx. And let's see if we can get that number to inch up a little bit. The, 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 you know, it's a remarkable story because um, 
I, I received, Lars, so many uh, emails about why do I put David on? Why do I put him on? Why do I put him on? And it, it points to the generosity of WABC listeners, of Americans, that they don't agree with him politically. I looked at some of the comments, but they have made financial contributions to help him in his time of need. Absolutely. And I am absolutely uh, gratified by that. And what did David say to you? David is grateful beyond words. He's going to be calling you in the next day or so. He's not ready to do so now. He feels a little embarrassed that he kind of lost control. But um, he's very, very appreciative. So you'll be getting a call from him. And, And lastly, the dog in the profile photograph, that's an English Bull Terrier. You ah. guys know him as uh, Spuds McKenzie. Okay. But it's an English Bull Terrier. That's my dog. His name is Bumper. Ah, okay. That's your dog. That's my dog. Well, Lars, I, I want to thank you because, you know, people complain and, 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 and become activists, but very few uh, go into When I say become activists verbally, very few actually get things done. And you stepped up and started this GoFundMe page for David, uh, David from the Bronx. And thank you for doing so. You're welcome, Dominic. Thank you. And God bless you, David. And to David and to Lars, Lars calling right now from Los Angeles. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Bonnie. Bonnie in Manhattan. Good morning, Bonnie. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. So nice to talk to you again. I just wanted to let you know that um, we're starting, each and every one of us, to pay for the migrants because my maintenance on my co-op in Manhattan just went up $75 a month. Oh. It's a tax increase, okay? Not that they increase the maintenance, but the property taxes have gone up. So that means a minimum of $75 a month for everybody in this city who owns a co-op or a condo. I mean, I can't imagine what they're going to do to you in Rockland County because you have a house, okay? But that's $900 a year. And I'm a senior citizen. I'm retired. Okay, I can afford to pay it. However, it may be a strain for some people who can't afford to pay it. And may I say one more thing, Dominic? Go right, go right I, ahead, Bonnie. I'm a foreigner. I emigrated here 50 years ago to this beautiful, magnificent country called America. And Americans are the best people in the world, and you are being taken to the cleaners by these migrants. If you know what I know as a foreigner, if they really wanted to come here, and they have this system everywhere in the world, as a young, able-bodied man, you only have to walk into an American embassy anywhere in the world and tell them, I would like to go to America, and I'm willing to serve in the armed forces, either men or women. And within six months, you would have your green card. They would discuss with you what military service you want to go into, whether the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, or whatever. You do your two years, you come out, and you're automatically eligible for American citizenship. These people are suckers, and they are taking Americans to the cleaners. Why don't they say to them, if you come to America, you're going to serve two years in the armed forces? We have to support them anyway. They should be giving back. It's ridiculous what's going on. Well, Bonnie, you and I agree, but at the end of the day, why should they commit to military service when they can come to New York, 
be put up in a three-star hotel, uh, receive free food, free, 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 and basically tell the mayor to go to hell. So why why should they, you know, commit to military service? Well, I think it could have been done right at the border. The, the Border Patrol people there should tell them, you're coming in, you've got to do two years. It's mandatory, okay? We're going to sign you up right now and enlist them right there at the border. They should have never been allowed to come to New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Agreed. anywhere that they want to go. No. Agreed. No, you want to you want to come to America. There's a price. There's no free lunch. Okay, you have to pay your duty. I came here and I did three years of volunteer work down at Bellevue Hospital in the children's ward three nights a week. I didn't have to do it. It was my duty to return something to this country that allowed me to come here. Okay, And I've never been on unemployment. I've never gotten food stamps. I've never been a burden to the American government. Okay, And that's the kind of foreigners you want in this country. We don't need these slackers Okay, who are going to attack the police and the photographers and everybody else. We don't need them. Buy them a one-way ticket back to Venezuela. It doesn't cost $500 for a one-way ticket. Okay, and we're paying that per night for them in a hotel. Put them on a plane and send them back. That's my theory. Okay, they don't deserve to be here, Dominic. They really don't. They think that they're going to get everything free, free, free off the backs of the American taxpayers. It's an absolute ludicrous situation, and I don't know who these people are who are in charge in the government and the politicians who are allowing this to go on. And I've heard a lot of talk on the radio about this, but what are people doing? Why don't we all get together? As old as I am, I will go down to City Hall and demonstrate outside the mayor's office, okay? It's time for action. We've talked enough about this, and nobody's doing anything. It's time to stand up. Well, Bonnie, I I couldn't have said it uh, better than you, uh, but taking it a step further, and thank you for the call, Bonnie. I'm concerned about the biggest scam. We're not even facing the biggest scam yet. I'm concerned about the multiplying. That's going to happen. All these babies that are going to be born in America in less than a year. Then what? You think these people, you think they don't know the game and they're going to do everything in their power to stay here, including dropping babies? Of course, they're going to get pregnant and, and have children. And then the case becomes, oh, I have to stay here because my child, my child is an American citizen. And then even when they have to leave the country, Ultimately, they're going to find their way back because the child, I believe the term is anchor baby. They're going to they're going to find their way back. Let's go to uh, Eric Manhattan. Good morning, Eric. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, Um, that Melvin call. uh, Wow. Um, I just want to say, I, you know, there's this idea um, among Latinos and blacks and, you know, some some white people. Oh, you can't say anything. You can't say anything about it. You can't complain about illegal immigration. So. I kind of understand what you're going through with the crime. It's, you know, they give you heat for, for talking about it. I don't, you know, we don't suffer it as much. Well, we're Spanish and we're anti-legal. So, you know, like my last boss, um, my last manager was, was black. And she would come in the morning early when I got there. So she would vent. And one day she said something about illegal immigration. She said, oh, God, forgive me. I, I sound racist. I'm like, no, you, it's not racist. It's not racist at all. It's They're taking services. You know, look at David. Um, this pe- family's living in shelters. And David has every right to be upset. You know, I don't agree with a lot of his politics, but he has every right to be upset. He didn't, you know, he he wasn't out of line, you know. Um, So I guess basically that was it, you know. 
Well, uh, Eric, it is crazy. I, it's horrible. I, I oh, birthright, you. birthright tourism. It's called birthright tourism. The elite do it too. Chinese people do it. Have uh, there was a story a while back about that. The, the you know that's got the law has to change. Hmm. You know that's that's it. <laughs> hmm. Eric, we we really appreciate your call and we thank you for the call. Let's go from Manhattan here on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC to Staten Island. Let's say good morning to John. John, what's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, good morning. Uh, good God morning. bless Bonnie. She was right on. Uh, uh, I'm a, a, a cop in NYPD, and uh, I just want to make Thank some you. comments about the reality, please. Um, make some comments about the reality of the situation, you know, the Memphis thing. Uh, you know, these, these five cops messed up. They were charged. They're in jail. They were fired. I'm not sure why we need five days of coverage about this. That's the first thing. The second thing is it's going to create a ripple effect again through law enforcement where the cops are going to do less. It, it sure it's a is. Constant it thing. sure is. Everything that you said when that caller came on uh, and that you, you raised your voice was, was beautiful. I had a terrible day at work, and it, it calmed me down nicely. But th- this is going to create a ripple effect again that we can't use. And if it's so, it's got to be so clear. To everybody that every time there is an incident regarding law enforcement that the media uh, activates in, in, a, in, a, in a, a rampant way against law enforcement and the Democrat Party as well. We, I mean, when are we going to when are we going to realize it's what the other call said too? It's 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 not a it's not a conspiracy theory. It's it's to, to try to destroy law enforcement. And you know, the last comment I know it's, it's time. Yeah, I'm really. So you got, I, I, go ahead. It's, I'm really short, John, on time. Quickly make your comment. I know. Quickly. You got uh, black black uh, men make up about six or seven percent of the population, and I can tell you that police in general, it's almost you can't police. You can't police. Uh, they're making it impossible to police black people. And, and, and it is, because... John, I, but I, I would love to continue this. Please give me a call tomorrow. I just don't have the time right now. I'm joined by Frank Morano on the other side of Midnight. What do you have coming up this Action morning? Action-packed show. We got the AC report. We're going to hear from uh, Atlantic City's only Republican city councilman. Tell us what's happening down there. We'll do our weekly check-in with Brian Kilmeade on the news of the day. And we could all use a laugh, so we're going to talk with Gary Hahn of the National Comedy Center and Museum about uh, some new exhibits that they have. So a great show is coming uh, I out. certainly hope so. I will be listening. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Stay right here, folks. News headlines coming up right now with Alex Barnard. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.